0: Deconstructing the narrative. I am your host, and I am also a content creator for Sada Collective. And today with me, I have two guests, which is super exciting. I have Kyle and Corey. How are you guys?
1: Very good. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah, good. Awesome.
0: (laughs) Thank you guys for being here. Awesome. So, can you guys kind of just give us uh, for an intro, just like a little bit of a background of what you guys do? Kind of let everybody know what you guys are kind of working on right now.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, Corey and I, I guess first and foremost, are just really good friends. We've known each other for. Gosh, I don't know how long, Corey, like 10, 12 years, maybe more. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Right, right right around that. Yeah. And um, yeah, we met in high school, uh, kind of reconnected back back out here in Los Angeles. And uh, you know, in a summation, we're we're fashion designers. Um, we definitely like to consider ourselves a you know a bit outside of the scope of fashion in some some regards, but um the core of what we're doing right now is is fashion design. Um and we have kind of a, a niche element to where a lot of our core business is working with artists. So um, anything from fine art to street art to, you know, the variations in between, we'll create garments from scratch and then work with artists to create, you know, unique cut and sew apparel or stuff that's done, you know, maybe in a bit more of a a production style where we'll create a hundred of a garment and send 20 out to an artist to do something on top of. Um, And that's that's largely what we've been working on for the past couple of months, especially in quarantine when it's been Mm -hmm. a bit more focused with a lot of the stuff that we're, doing you know specifically online or the designing element. Um, but like I said, we're, we're also trying to uh, touch on the things in design outside of just fashion as well, which is where uh, you know, we're hoping to take some of uh, what we do together.
0: That's awesome. And you said that you guys work with a lot of artists. So are you guys working with artists primarily to do like graphics or are you guys working with them and kind of collaborating with them to kind of make the structure of the pieces as well?
1: Yeah, uh, certainly right now, definitely a bit more on the graphic side of things. Now, a lot of the artists Mm -hmm. we work with are not doing like, um, you know, submitting a JPEG and then we'll screen print the Illustrator file. file. A lot of it is actual artwork on Mm -hmm. canvas or artwork on uh, the garment itself. Um, But we have done a lot of things that are like screen printing photos. And ultimately, I think we'd like to do a lot of stuff that works with the creative or the artist in a bit more of, of the like garment design process, um, right. because right now that's, that's all Corey and I.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but we have, we have some like really cool artists that we're talking to right now that I think, you know, their level of understanding of at least garment production or how artwork can be applied to a number of other mediums is a lot higher than some of the, the people mm-hmm. we worked with initially. So I think there's a lot of room to grow within that aspect. That's awesome. Awesome.
0: Um, And I kind of want to get a little bit of a background, I guess, on each of you. If you guys could each just kind of talk about uh, your guys' background within the creative industry and kind of what led you guys both to choosing to kind of come together and do this um, project you guys are working on right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, Corey, I'll let you you maybe take a stab at this one first, too. um, You know, your background is definitely uh, (laughs) really, really ingrained in, I would say, like the artist creative side of things, the marketing side of stuff.
2: Yeah, so uh, my background really in the creative industry started. It was probably back in college, and I was trying to figure out really what I wanted to do with myself and
0: Mm -hmm.
2: um, where I wanted to go. And I think, like, really at a high level, it was just moving toward that creative industry goal. And I just picked an advertising degree up, and um, and then got into the advertising industry. So actually, that's why I moved out to Los Angeles, and um, you know, I love it. But I think that part of that. Um, just the ability to be around creative just made me want to kind of take my own path into the fashion indus- industry specifically just because it's it's where you know it's where my like um, passion has always lied is like mm-hmm. you know probably since probably since high school just re- always been very into fashion and like it was the only it was really like the truest way for me to express myself and so kind of like the match of working in advertising and being around those creative minds with my true like passion for fashion um <laughs> I kind of kind of got me to where I am
1: now It's awesome yeah and I would say you know you you've you know taught me way back you know, even in high school through college like Corey I think mm-hmm. you were one of the people that like a lot of our friends would go to for for things like advice in fashion or style and that kind of stuff and my background is is uh, you know slightly compatible too because in high school back when I knew Corey Corey wasn't involved in this but I uh, owned a clothing company in like 2009 10 and 11 that was the first clothing company geared towards music festivals so oh, i mean awesome. obviously like the big edm boom was around then and, and clothing awesome. and fast fast fashion specifically um mm-hmm. was you know really big for that that thing so i had um you know going into this a bit of the understanding of the operational and logistics side of things
0: right and
1: um you know i think one of the things that makes us a dangerous combination is that because we've known each other for so long there's you know, typically very little filter between ideas or like if we think something,
0: mm-hmm. we're
1: just gonna let each other know.
0: Right. And, mm-hmm. um,
1: you know, I think that plays to our advantage. There's been plenty of conversations that have ended in an argument and it's like, you know, <laughs> screw you, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah,
2: no bad blood ever, definitely. I mean, I think that's uh, really what has got us to where we are today is just like that true collaborative spirit and, and you know, Kyle and I can really call each other out and really kind of there is, like you said, no filter and, and it kind of makes for um, a more like genuine creative space to um, put together great work.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like having that like friend aspect to it, you're right. You guys can kind of just kind of throw anything at each other and it's like, I'll (laughs) get over it the next day. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really hard when you're working with people who you're not so comfortable with that You have to kind of go through that period where you're, you know, getting adjusted to each other and being able to just kind of communicate with each other when things are going wrong. It's kind of like a difficult thing. So you guys kind of are all past that. (laughs) So you guys can just kind of be like, you know what? I don't want to talk to you right (laughs) now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome um I kind of wanted to touch on Kyle I think you were talking about how you kind of worked with um EDM artists and stuff in the past so were you working with like um like like were you doing like the the clothing for um I guess like the artists like certain artists or was it for the festival as a whole like kind of can you kind of give us a little bit more of a background to that
1: yeah totally so it definitely wasn't for I I wish it was for specific artists or even more in the realm of like creating merch at that time and we we definitely worked Mm -hmm. with a lot of um, you know, bigger name EDM artists, but it was it was truly clothing for the festival goer. Um, anything mm-hmm. from, you know, one piece suits to the glow lights to, mm, um, awesome, you know, just like a really interesting cloud tank top that had all of these, mm-hmm. you know, wild prints and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely definitely focused on that. Um, we we had a lot of really cool you know stories and events where we would go set up at say like a festival or something and and be able to intermingle with a lot of the folks who were in the EDM sphere and. Um, I think you know both Corey and I actually have a ton of friends who are also in the music industry, so there was certainly mm-hmm. a lot of overlap within the Venn diagram of like, you know, who we were talking to and working with. Um, but the clothing itself was was really, um, and I can maybe send you some photos and stuff after. Yeah, just like a cool awesome. One, just to to mm-hmm. give you a peek, but it was definitely like. um, <laughs> and fashion changes so quickly, but you can kind of get a picture of just like you know that era of EDM, and you walk into like a Coachella, 100%. And you walk into Andy, so, you know, like that was yeah. that was exactly what we were creating at that time. That's
0: amazing, awesome. I ask because I go to so many festivals myself, so I'm just like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's amazing, awesome, perfect. And then I kind of wanted to chat with you guys a little bit, uh, I guess, get a little bit deeper into um, the narrative that you guys are kind of focusing on within um, your guys' company. So, um, you know, we've been chatting, the whole purpose of this whole deconstructing the narrative situation that we're doing is we kind of want to chat with artists and go a little bit deeper beyond just what they're doing and more into why they're doing what they're doing. And we really firmly believe at Sada that there's just like a really strong narrative that, you know, there is to cover behind every artist. And that's, truly what makes them unique and what sets them apart so um I kind of want to hear from both of you guys like what you guys view that narrative as and um kind of what you're trying to what story you're trying to tell to the people who are I guess purchasing your pieces
1: absolutely Kyle you go first man I'll uh (laughs) totally yeah I I mean I think Corey and I actually had even a really in-depth fun conversation regarding this prior to ever reaching out or or Kind of mm-hmm. taking a look at some of the questions this was maybe about a month ago because we really mm-hmm. do want to, to pin down and make it very apparent like what our why is and like what some mm-hmm. of the, the mm-hmm. values and principles of what we do are and um i think at its core um i mean working with artists and working with the people that we like in a time where you know the hype cycle quotation marks really mm-hmm. dictates a lot of what people see or what people like and the word and the root of what we kept coming back to was not necessarily inclusiveness but really sticking to the things that at our core we loved not because of any outside influences or hype cycle, but because we believed in it and mm-hmm. um, so I think that authenticity is is certainly something that you know in our words and the stuff that we put out there from a PR perspective we try to convey but also in our work and also just in day to day stuff mm-hmm. um, That all said, I think that Corey and I are very really really interested in like what the narrative of all of our our, our stuff that we come out with is and and Mm -hmm. more so than just like one ethos that is like a driving Mm -hmm. narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the thing that like really gets our gears turning is a a good story. You know, storytelling Mm is what
0: um, influences
1: us, really, really creates like the passion behind whatever it is. And our inspirations are always in flux. They're always changing. So I think no matter what the thing is that we're currently focusing on or building, the ethos of it comes from a good story and um, that authenticity.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, (laughs) I I think Kyle actually covered really
2: everything I was going to say, but um, yeah, I guess to further convey that point, yeah, I think that you know what makes uh, you know what makes us like stuff is um, really having kind of a purpose behind the design. So, for instance, right. you know, when we're looking for these independent designers to work with, um, or you know, really just to put on our marketplace, we're looking for like that deeper purpose, kind of like what you guys are doing here, finding that deeper mm-hmm. narrative, right? So, okay. um, I think that the, the yeah, that storytelling element is, is super important and. Um, yeah
0: I think that's really all I wanted to add there yeah and I feel like um, Kyle I know you kind of touched on um, you know the, you know this this whole hype <laughs> that, that surrounds a lot of things nowadays and um, that you know that you know you, you use this word that I really like this authenticity word that I feel like you know um, we kind of lack now with artists I feel like there's a lot of um, stuff that comes out that really doesn't have a narrative behind it and it's mostly just to kind of get the you know the following or the whatever and so I kind of wanted to touch on how you guys view that within the art industry today because I think that's so important and I think that's what really is kind of um, putting a damper on the art industry as a whole today I feel like because of social media because of all the things that have kind of rised up throughout the years um, we're losing that ability to kind of um, understand an artist and connect with an artist and I know that one of my previous guests I was talking with um, she was saying that you know a big issue that she really sees in the art industry is the fact that um, you know there's no connection really a lot of the times now between like an artist and their work and it's kind of like their own their their own separate entities and you're kind of you'll look at a work and not really have that chance because of social media because of the way that we can like interact with each other nowadays to kind of you know, get to know the artist, which is really important because you need to get to know the artist and their narrative in order to understand like what they're putting out, you know? So um, I kind of wanted to chat with you guys about that and just see how you guys are kind of viewing the art industry as a whole today.
1: Totally, yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think I I listened to a couple of the previous interviews and I think you touched on uh, some of those too, like, you know, just how intertwined uh, the art industry and things outside of what traditionally were art are today. You know, you have Mm -hmm. Fortune 500 companies who are doing all these activations for every launch, and I, I'm hard pressed to find a launch that doesn't have some sort of artist mm-hmm. um, either featuring their artwork or creating the branding for it. And it's just become so so intertwined. Um, how how I would say I view it? It's a really tough question. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that like you you have a gut feeling when you first see something. You know, everybody is subjective, mm-hmm. so like you know, it could be emotional, it could be um, whatever. Um, and I think that gut feeling plays a, a like a, a large role in how I view just a piece of art um, mm-hmm. and how that artist is able to tell their story or what the background is behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some examples that, you know, are clearly something that like universally maybe people were like, you know, that was a miss. That was a swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but living in LA, I feel like we see it's, it's you know, like it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean to uh I don't know, Corey, if you have any thoughts on it. I'm trying to gather yeah. exactly, you know, what the the root of how I feel of some of this is.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean I think to your point, Erica, I I mean I, how I view the the connection I mean the connection between art and the artist and how intertwined it is with brands.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I think how I how I view it is I think that, at least for me, like what I, what I look for is like the actual connection between art and artists. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's kind of how I try to sift through what I believe to be like the most authentic. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think, you know, there's a lot of, of course, there's a lot of artists out there just, you know, trying to do their thing. And um, sometimes it's just for, you know, a quick like or a quick buck, but um, right. r- really, I think that the, the best designers out there, the best artists out there are the ones where like it like through and through their their work is authentically them um mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of like examples of that
1: from a like an artist standpoint or a design standpoint but um and i also like you know i think both of us too are very much in support of artists getting their bag you know what i mean yeah right I don't, I don't want to put down the, the yeah. connection between <laughs> you know, say like Lyft did this really, really cool installation in Miami last year where every car that they had, had, uh, you know, some sort of art on top of it. And I think mm-hmm. the reason I'm having a little bit of trouble, like pinpointing what it is that, you know, there are things that I like about it and that I don't, but I think it's oftentimes the stuff that we don't resonate with is when there's just like an obvious disconnect between mm-hmm. either who that artist is as a person and what the what the product is that they came out with, or, mm-hmm. you know, the pairing between the brand and the art itself. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many factors that could go into, um, you know how it's received from the thing that it's put on to the company that's behind it representing it um so i mean i, I just think it's it's so important for artists especially up and coming emerging artists today mm-hmm. to think about their their ethos and their mm-hmm. uh, right. you know brand mission to be able to create really great partnerships whether it's within artists or within the business realm as well mm-hmm. and I, and i think to add on that i i I think that w- what
2: one thing that has been great, just um, with more brands uh, working with these artists, is really bringing like art as a whole, whether it's fine art or visual art, um, mm-hmm. kind of into the, the like pop culture sphere more. Which I think is right. cool because because that kind of encourages other people, like myself and Kyle, to kind of go after our dream because we're seeing these you know these s- seemingly smaller artists work with massive brands like Lyft on. a cool activation um
0: exactly Mm -hmm.
2: and I and I think it from that standpoint it's I I think it's been a really like a really played a really important role in bringing um you know art to the main scene and and now I mean like I know I feel like it's it's a common subject topic just talking about art now uh versus like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. when I would hang out with friends like that's not the thing people would really discuss um and of course like some of that's my surrounding and, and who I'm friends with right but um, mm-hmm. I think it's just generally, it's brought it, brought it into the conversation more, which has been, been important, and um, I think it's just a matter of finding that balance of authenticity um, is, like, at the core of who you are as an artist or a designer.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it is all a balance, and I think that, you know, like you guys are mentioning, that like, there are very pros and cons to everything that we've kind of come mm-hmm. to today, and I think that, um, you know, I think there's a level of, like, being able to just, like, to, like, do, what you need to, do to, like, <laughs> secure the bag, you know what I mean, but also yeah. being able like stand behind the narrative that you're putting out so I think that's kind of where the you know the miss that things get kind of unbalanced I guess is a good word um a lot of times and I think that um yeah I think that that's really important that you know artists are able to kind of like do what they need to do but also stand behind what you're doing and remember why you're doing it you know what I mean so I think that's it's really awesome um and I kind of wanted to talk to you guys I guess stemming off of that um and I have not really actually talked to anybody about this but I feel like you guys would have some good insight into this into kind of how you feel like uh you know the rise of social media has kind of impacted the art industry and the way that, you know, artists are viewed today and the way that you guys feel that you are able to, I guess, like release your stuff. Like how do you feel like the way that social media is viewed today has impacted that?
1: Yeah, that's another tough broad one, but I think there's, it's another answer that has like so many pros, so many cons to it. I mean, obviously the Mm -hmm. accessibility element of social media, being able to share what -hmm. you do with people um, brings tons of, of pros and opens so many doors. It also does change the way you perceive art and the way that you uh, digest a lot of this stuff. It takes away some of the special experience of finding an artist in a gallery that, you know, nobody's heard of or you just stumbled mm-hmm. upon it, and it brings a bit of that that special nature. Um, it also makes the art world a lot more competitive, which is, um, mm-hmm. you know, purely from a, a business standpoint, a good thing, and it, it also kind of a drag sometimes. Yeah. But. Um, you know, we, we definitely don't have the art that we have today without without some of those catalysts within social media.
0: Uh, if you if I had
1: to put an answer on like, whether I think it's good or bad, I don't know that I could because... Um,
0: <laughs> it's like right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Right,
1: everything, you know, yeah. it's going in a line. But it's mm-hmm. also the type of thing where, you know, the, the world is progressing at such a pace and, and all of these things are so essential now that if you don't utilize it, then it's almost like um, I, you, you can't do much. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a lot of the like feeling of dread sometimes comes in with especially like emerging artists or like people who just like don't necessarily want to be staring at a rectangle for six hours or like right. curating a TikTok or something like that it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to do this I'm an artist but like <laughs> how am I going to yeah. get my stuff out there if every 16 year old kid in the country is only looking at this
0: exactly. this app on a rectangle
2: mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I I same point like there are some heavy pros and cons to, to both of it but the 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 good part about it is that it kind of extends the reach more you know, mm-hmm. I think that that um, it gives the ability for artists to show their work to like a broader audience. And, um, you know, and I also like, I think that it, that like the, the social media era has helped kind of um, inspire other artists with their art. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, of course, like whenever we're putting together like a new garment or, or something of that nature, um, like I, I like go to artists pages and see what they're doing and like how they're constructing, you know, their story in a piece. And I think that it's, it's good for, it's good for like in, inspiring. And, um, and I, again, I think that there are those, those cons as well, but from the, from like a reach and inspiration perspective, I think it's, it's also just a kind of an important element now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the reach thing is a really big deal. I think the fact that, um, artists are able to have so much visibility now that they wouldn't have in the past you know um I think there is the pro to or the con to the fact that you're not having that like direct experience with like a piece mm-hmm. of work you know what I mean but at the same time the fact that it can reach so much more people than you know anybody who'd be walking down the street and be able to enter a gallery I think it's kind of like yeah there's just, just like right in the middle <laughs> you know um, you're getting good and bad from it but you know at the end totally. of the day I think mm-hmm, I think the fact that you know um you know that you can reach so many people and the artists can also connect with each other a lot more uh, a lot easier you know what i mean and i think that's mm-hmm. also really important is the fact that um you know in order to like to collaborate and to do all these other things that like we now are able to do so much faster because we can access people so much quicker than if it wasn't like you know in person like let's say there's a gallery in new york and like there's this artist i really love but i don't live in new york you know the ability for me to go and view that piece of art and experience piece of art is very difficult and the fact that i can now kind of see it online you know what i mean kind of allows me to do that so i think that's that's really important and i think you know i think a social media is a power that like people can use or abuse right. you know what i mean and i think that you know there's a lot of artists who really have taken it and ran with it and i think Um, You know, there's also a lot of artists who kind of abuse the power that it has. It's a very powerful tool. So I think, especially during this time, um, the fact that we've kind of seen, you know, how important technology is and the fact Mm -hmm. that I'm sitting here with you guys and able to speak with you guys and kind of get your story, you know what I mean, I think is really important um, because, you know, during this time, if social media and technology wasn't a thing, like (laughs) we wouldn't even be able to contact each other, you know, so I I totally have
1: hope for the future, too, because, like, I mean, I think one of the things that, like, us, our generation, especially growing up on, like, the early prototypes and the betas of all these Instagrams, like, we've gone through the cycles of proto influencers and people on their fake Mm -hmm. private jets and all of this kind of stuff where Mm -hmm. the authenticity is just like, what is this photo? And I think the younger generation, how they're using these platforms and how content gets shared is definitely, you know, maybe moving back to more of a root of, of some of that authenticity. So I, I will say, I think I have some hope for the future and shout out to all mm-hmm. the artists that are, um, you know, even through the last like month or so, um, just through a story of this other creative that um, we're working with, um, he posted a story about this COVID safe garage show that was going on in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, book by appointment, okay. took all the precautions and Corey and I popped That's down to awesome. another place in LA mm-hmm. and, you know, shout out Aiden, Aiden and the Foam Depot. Um, yeah
0: because right. they put
1: on a really cool event that we only would have known a, a, of because of a random story from this other creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think to go back to the point about how the, the younger generations are using it and starting to get a bit more to like you being able to see through what is Fugazi and what is authentic, mm-hmm. um, you know, the net positive, I still think will be there, even if that, that feeling of like, oh, I just found the perfect piece of artwork in a tiny French gallery um, may not be what it used to be. I think there's still a lot of net positives. 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, and kind of you know, stemming off of you know that, um, I kind of wanted to chat with you guys about. I know you lightly mentioned earlier, kind of you know, you know that COVID's really impacted the way that you guys are working. But I kind of wanted you guys to kind of dig a little deeper and let me know how you guys are kind of navigating through this time because I feel like as creatives, we're kind of missing out on this, you know, um, aspect of like connecting with each other and having people connect with our work. And I think it's really um, crucial that artists are kind of discussing how. They're using, utilizing tools and kind of what they're doing during this time to kind of stay, you know, creating and keep kind of sharing the tools. How are you guys navigating throughout this time?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. uh, I think it's it's also like everyone. It's been a. It's definitely been a bit of a challenge, right? But, (laughs) um, and I think uh, one one thing that when uh, kind of, stay in place orders were first implemented, um, Mm -hmm. what that was a challenge was just like not having my inspiration outlets and my common inspiration outlets are like hanging out with people and talking
0: mm-hmm. and
2: um just like walking around and kind of observing and picking up and seeing what other people are wearing or what other um artists are kind of uh you know putting together
1: uh, mm-hmm. so
2: you know and I think like that, that human element was really my like initially it was like something that I was missing but you know now it's I've kind of had to rethink and restructure my brain to to find different inspiration outlets, and and now I think like in terms of kind of cre- like content creation and clothing creation, mm-hmm. we've kind of been doing like a down and dirty job. Like Kyle and I will will put together a design together. Um, you know, we'll call up our, you know, the screen print- printing company we work with, and mm-hmm. we have we've met with like um, individual designers who are like going to design school, and like they'll mm-hmm. help us. And so it's just, you know it's just kind of been bit more of a scrappy a scrappy go versus kind of working with our our um kind of manufacturer partner uh which Mm -hmm. has been cool because i think like i don't think we'll ever go back to uh doing like a a mat like working with bigger bigger manufacturers on that scale because we want to kind of work with those small time creatives so like we are like those kind of newer fresher minds Mm -hmm. that are working working for themselves as like solo entrepreneurs and um that's been it's been a lot of fun to to, to meet with those people um and kind of collaborate in that way which has been different and of course like a lot of it's vir- like done virtually but uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's been uh it's been interesting and I, and I think that's kind of changed a lot of perspective and and how we work mm-hmm. and um you know how we'll kind of continue to work moving forward and I'll Definitely, you know. yeah, it's
1: absolutely been a an adjustment for sure um I think you, you touched on it Cordy but definitely one of the things that we've kind of reverted back to or at least put a lot more effort on is, um, you know, we're not able to meet people in person. So it's the communication side of things and whether it's DMs or emails or, um, you know, just trying to apply some good business practices within the realm mm-hmm. of art, the art worlds, um, trying to take a step more into that. You know, we can't see people in person or call them, or maybe we can still call them on the phone, but like, you know, that communication is still of most important. So being able to just like mm-hmm. focus a bit more on that while not doing in-person creative projects and then Corey mentioned like you know the inspiration element to just everyone kind of being in a funk or being inside and um not being able to do some of the things that they look forward to I think does decrease a bit of the motivation and Corey and I are, are actually roommates um right now so I think one of the things that we put a bit of that creative uh flow into is just like projects like stuff at home like um that's awesome we got some like we put up that little plant guy up there yesterday. Oh, just awesome. like really <laughs> random. Like, you know, like, stuff that's yeah. just like, oh, we have six hours and nothing to do. Let's try yeah. to do something creative. That, like, that's awesome.
0: Fun, awesome.
1: fun stuff like that.
0: Awesome. That's so cool. Perfect. And then um, I want to kind of, you know, move over and kind of start talking with you guys about like, I guess, sources of inspiration. So like, do you guys have any specific designers that you are really inspired by or even just like any other kind of artists that you're inspired by?
1: oh my oh, goodness so many I, I, I love this question yeah I
0: mean, there are
2: so many um kind of like telling someone what your favorite type of music is right like there's, yeah. so, many, there's so many good artists out there
0: it's,
2: it's tough to one. i mean i could kind of talk about who i'm hot on right now for sure um i really like um emily emily Bodie's work i think she she's been doing a really great job putting together um you know cool clothing designs i think she's like a pretty fresh designer uh Ree- Cooper is Cooper's another one. Um he I think he works out in Eagle Rock. Um he's definitely kind of ventured in and become a pretty big name in in the the high fashion space. And so love what he's doing. I mean, it's just like again, all these artists and designers are just authentically them. And I think that's
0: mm-hmm.
2: what, what makes me like them. I think those are that's those are two that I can kind of think of off up the top of my
1: head. Um I'll let Kyle have a few and I'm probably gonna come back to you with some more too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I I uh, think I'll just touch on some brands, some artists, like kind of across the board. Um, I, I guess an artist that we've been talking to a little bit recently and somebody who I, I really think has like a very cool creative vision is Mizan Raksha, Jonathan Raksha, mm-hmm. he's, um, uh-huh. he's a jewelry designer, um, works mm-hmm. with gold, silver, all the mm-hmm. standard metals, but the way he approaches like a piece and his uh, creative eye for a lot of things is very unique. And I, I love the stuff that he's, um, been coming out with. Um, let's see, other artists that we've been really hot on. We have a collaboration coming up with a girl named Rachel T. Harris. Um, she's yeah. a, an abstract designer from Los Angeles. Really, really cool girl, very smart, really talented. And the garment that we came up with is amazing. amazing. Not to tutor on our corner. That's amazing. So d- definitely. It's- Definitely check her out if you're in LA, go ahead and, and bang that follow. Um, I've really loved my Bass Weegean shoes the past yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a shoe company, they make some amazing loafers. Yeah. Oh, of course, I gotta shout out Cleon Peterson. Um, my first tattoo is a Cleon Peterson. Obviously he's not an emerging artist, but just one of my favorites. And I've really, really loved all of the work that he's done over the years. Um, so definitely somebody I look up to in that regards. Amazing. Exactly. Awesome. Kyle covered
2: it those are that's, yeah. That's, that's with the yeah I heard Rachel I
0: heard
2: <laughs> man he, he covered he it well. all set.
0: Yeah. awesome I know of some and I don't know of some so I'm excited to go check those out especially the jewelry one. I'm a huge jewelry person so wow. yeah, I'm yeah. excited yeah, we'll to I'll go see, see that yeah. yeah please send me that I would love that that'd be amazing yeah I love like when jewelers also kind of take an approach of not just doing like fast fashion type shit but you know like the stuff that's like really like artists artisan and like jewelry oh that's like my thing <laughs> that's amazing oh yeah perfect um and then kind of summing off of that do you guys have like a dream project you'd want to work on it doesn't necessarily have to be with one of those people but maybe it's just something you guys would work on together you guys kind of have like an end goal I guess for your career
2: um yeah I mean we a couple end goals for sure I mean I think that when we we're talking about dream projects recently um I think one that came into mind was working with Costco
0: Oh, (laughs) like doing doing doing
2: doing 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 like a cool clothing collaboration with uh with kind of kind of kind of on on the bucket list like making some making some official like Kirkland signature originals like Kyle had this idea way back when and and you know we kind of brought it back to the light and have been talking uh, a decent amount about it so that would be a really fun one to do um that's sick kind of more like a like a that's kind of like a more beast approach to a collaboration uh-huh, but, yeah. <laughs> but but you know I think you would definitely um you know I think it would it'd be a lot of fun to do that but uh otherwise I mean would love to kind of take our designs to you know the various fashion weeks and kind of have like that um opportunity and you know not necessarily seasonal collections but um kind of I would just love to essentially get more into that space and be able to to have a full, uh, you know, Paris Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week um, yeah. show, and put that on and produce that, and because um, I think that, you know, it'll be it'd be really fun to tell that story visually and and really put my clothes out there and kind of put together like a full, you know, a full collection,
1: um, working with all the various parties involved. But yeah,
2: what about you, yeah. Tom?
1: yeah, yeah, I would say. Um... I mean, first off, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm trying to think of, um, you know, outside of the, like, Costco realm and more of our, like, artistic vision, like, who are some people that inspire us that we'd love to work with. And I think one of the things that we referenced a lot early on, um, especially with all of the, the art-related uh, clothing was, and I actually don't remember the year that this happened, but quite a long time ago, this this artist named uh, Sterling Ruby did a clothing mm. collection with 032C, which is this really cool like magazine from Berlin um, and they do clothing mm. as well. And I think it would be very poetic or full circle to do something with, with Sterling Ruby um, as mm. an artist because a lot of the stuff that we kind of initially looked to for inspiration was very closely centered or directly related to some of the work that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would definitely be one where it would be very poetic. Um, but yeah. there's definitely a lot of other designers and artists out there. I'd love to work with Charlie Giannetti. Charlie Giannetti is um, more on the clothing manufacturing side of things, but he's the guy who, mm-hmm. who works with Reese Cooper, Bare a lot of these oh, awesome. really, really great up and coming Los Angeles companies. So I think that would be my answer.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. And uh, this question just kind of came to mind, but I'm kind of liking the way you guys are kind of just going off of each other. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more, I guess I should have asked you guys this earlier, but talk a little yeah. bit more about um, how you guys are kind of working together. I know you guys kind of discussed, you know, the, when things get bad, but I kind of want to talk about, you know, how you guys kind of bouncing this off each other. Like, what does that look like? Like, what is a day in the life of you guys kind of like working together look like? And, um, kind of, um, yeah, just kind of, I just kind of want to get some advice on that, especially for anyone who's watching who has like a partner or starting a partnership. I think that'd be really interesting to hear.
2: It's a, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think it's always evolving. Right. And that's, that's part of my advice to everyone is like, just keep that in mind. Like it's, the way you collaborate should always be evolving um, and being you know, t- tweaking to, mm-hmm. you know, as, as we grow as people, right? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, how we work, I think like Kyle and I, the, the approach that we um, have been taking lately is like, we both will kind of build out our ideas and thoughts, you know, whether it's like website updates or, um, you know, new clothing designs or, um, a a collaboration idea, we'll kind of like build that out individually Mm
0: -hmm. and then,
2: and then present each other the ideas. And then at which point then we kind of make it a conjoined idea and we'll we'll tweak it. Um, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll continue to tweak it until we feel like it's ready to kind of be built into this, this bigger, um, bigger idea. So I think that, Mm -hmm. yeah, it it starts with like us individually then we bring each other like the, the thought or, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we just uh kind of
1: execute it as mm-hmm. a as a as a crew.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we've gotten a lot more efficient at that too, because like, you know, oftentimes between us it'll start with a, a Slack message or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's uh it's a thought out idea or a concept. And instead of kind of like gassing each other up now, I think we're we're both at the point mm-hmm. where it's it's a lot more analytical. And so like Cory will send me mm-hmm. an idea, I'll send him an idea, and it starts off mm-hmm. with like, I like these things, I don't like these things. And then after maybe a couple of rounds of revision um i think we both have a pretty healthy left brain right brain balance of like an idea Mm -hmm. will come to light and then immediately somebody says like all right what's the next step and it's um trying to get into you know a bit of that like default habit of like all right we're at a point where we're happy with this or we've gotten the feedback and the back and forth that we feel comfortable with what are the next things that we're gonna do? Because I feel like a lot of artists and especially us, when we were going through some of this early stuff, it's like getting caught up in your ideas or getting caught up in a grand vision before you've actually even like created something, you know, did you do it to the point of like where it's tangible and you found out that you actually don't like it. And so I think we have like started to try to push ourselves to get to that point faster so that the output of things that we can do is just maybe a bit more than, um, you know, what we've done in the past
0: hmm totally I think this collaboration aspect is so important too um because I feel like you know um even if it's a partnership or even if you're just like collaborating with someone I feel like there's a lot of competitiveness within the uh within the art industry and there's a lot of like I don't want to work with someone because I don't want it to like deter whatever like it's going to show like for me you know what I mean and um I was speaking with someone else about this as well but just the fact of like It's just so amazing when like two artists can just come together and work together because you have different minds. Like everybody has a different story. Everyone has a different mind. And so being able to kind of bounce off of each other I think is so important and being able to just like work with someone without feeling like it's like something someone's trying to outdo the other you know what I mean I think watching you guys even just speak it's been very like equal you guys kind of want to like have equal parts and I think that's so important I think that's such an important message for anybody because I feel like when we lose that collaborative nature as artists it's going to become really difficult to kind of keep the art industry moving you know what I mean um so that's awesome Um, and I think
2: I think one one more point that I want to add to that is I think just keeping it light so like Kyle and I are smiling right now because
1: were you know? We're, you, know
2: we'll <laughs> were you thinking yeah. about were you, you
1: thinking about doing the guitar shred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but we watched you know, uh, what is that movie? Uh, Bill and
2: Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's so I haven't good. seen that. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's we were a... <laughs> cracking up last
1: night because these two are like yeah. good friends, but then anytime something really cool would happen, they'd both look we at like, each other yeah. and do this oh, like <laughs> <car> solo. <laughs> um, yeah, that's no.
2: Awesome. I, I, yeah, so I know I we just wanted to close the comment out by saying like it's just important to keep it light. Like you gotta
0: yeah.
2: you gotta be able to joke and like you gotta you know be able to kind of rag on each other sometimes because um, mm-hmm. it kind of helps that healthy. Um, collaborative nature but anyway
0: that's yeah just, no I had to add that you we were, la- we were laughing yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't keep things too serious that's so important too <laughs> yeah I yeah. like if you're you guys are always coming at each other super serious gonna be like it's gonna get a little quick <laughs> you know what I mean so that's yeah, awesome. for sure. Thanks, yeah exactly. like that's definitely really great perfect um, and then i um, just kind of moving towards, I guess the end of this, but I kind of wanted to chat with you guys about, um, I guess what kind of message you guys hope to leave behind? Like, let's say when you're gone and let's say your brand is still here and existing and people are still able to view your pieces. Um, what do you hope that people take from it when they view, I guess, your work?
1: I, you know, so I guess I... I'll, <laughs> Oh, go ahead, go ahead if you no, want no, to. Uh, no, please, I all, say... all Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, Corey and I don't, um... Have a traditional fashion school background or design school background. You know, I've always mm-hmm. wanted to go to RISD, but I never, mm-hmm. never took the leap, never did it. So mm-hmm. I, um, I think that like one thing would be just like if, if somebody was coming up and looking at it, being like, oh, if I put my mind to it or if I really have an interest in this thing, um, I can do it. Um, mm-hmm. So, sounds a lot more cheesy saying it out loud than it was in my head, but it, it definitely, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't have that traditional schooling. It's just something that we both had a passion for. And we decided like, Hey, we're smart enough. We're looking at the landscape. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if we want to do this, let's do this. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely exactly what Kyle said. I mean, just being, we want, you know, a park, um, and, you know, our design collective separately, um, but together to kind of symbolize that, um, that ability to kind of do it, even if you don't have the background, just if you, you know, put enough hard work into it. um, It just should be that. I think you just want to be that inspiration that like anyone can really do it. And like, that's what we want to stand for is like, you can do this and you know, it's going to be tough, but if Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll be able to kind of come on the other side and, and have this final product
0: i think it's awesome that you guys don't have that traditional school background as well because i feel like you know a lot of the times people think that they need to go get a degree especially with art it's so we have so many resources available to us and so many people who are still so willing to lend a hand and i think the fact that um you know, you can kind of just take that run with it because the school path isn't for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I did go to art school, but I feel like it was just like, it was difficult. You know what I mean? I, I have that, that side of a brain, but I also, there are a lot of times I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I feel like I just take this <laughs> on my own, you know? So like, yeah. I feel like, you know, that is so important. And I think, you know, a lot of people should kind of look into if you're not, if you don't have that brain for school, like it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Just take advantage of like the resources available and the people around you. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the time like they'll see like a self-artist that's excelling much more than someone with a degree, which I think is really cool too. You know, we kind of live in a time where that's all possible. And honestly, like a degree doesn't really mean anything unless you use it. So yeah, <laughs> that's no, awesome.
1: totally. It's awesome that you guys Absolutely. And are you mentioned surround them. yourself with, you mentioned surround yourself with good people too. And I'd, I'd be remiss not to mention our third partner in this, who's Conrad as well. So Corey yeah. and I are largely in part, uh, a lot of the design element of some of this stuff, but nobody gets anywhere in life without good help and good people. And Conrad yes. was one of the, Conrad and I you know, came up with this idea for a lot of this uh, a long time ago, and he's been very integral to it. Um, so shout out to him. Yeah, homie. yeah. That's shout awesome. out, shout, shout, out to Conradi, his third <laughs> partner.
0: That's amazing. Awesome. Perfect. Oh, you guys should have had him on here as well. <laughs> it would have been a party. <laughs> yeah, <that was> straight <laughs> <That's> up. <awesome. laughs> Perfect. And then um, I also wanted to just you know, lastly, ask each of you um, to kind of let in what advice you would give to any creative who's starting out within any field, just kind of like. I feel like you know young creatives it's really hard and it's very intimidating especially with social media and the way that everything's handled and kind of like we were discussing earlier the fact that like it's really hard which is a good and bad thing but really hard to penetrate into the industry and feel like you're kind of being seen so um what advice would you have for i guess a creative who's starting out um you know their craft and kind of how to navigate the creative industry right now
2: yeah i think that um you know there's no way to not be, be cheesy with this answer when, when i want to say <laughs> it so um you know, I I think it's just kind of going with your gut. You know, I think that I'll oftentimes, times, um, you know, you know, I can cite many examples in the past few years that we've been mm-hmm. been doing this together. But um, and I'll get I'll get caught up in an idea and you know just self rag on it and then never never just execute it because I didn't go with my initial gut feeling to just put it out into the world. And mm-hmm. I think the the moments where ochi has been most successful is when Conrad, Kyler, myself just goes with our gut and just does it. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, um, you know, whether you know if if it feels right, then do it, and if it feels wrong, then don't do it. And I think that it's, it's, uh, it sounds really simple, but I think it, I think it can be that simple. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever whenever you're kind of navigating the creative industry and or trying to put out your own work, mm-hmm. um, to the world or just creating something in general, just I think you just need to go with go
1: with what you feels right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll add to that, I'll say, um, you know, create good routines. I think the creative industry more than other industries even is not a straight line. It's uh, a curved line of ups and downs and slopes and hills and all of these things that you need to be resilient through all of these things and creating good routines, uh, even outside of your art, not just the the practice that you put into whatever your your artwork is, um, will pay dividends. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, I think throughout the years, the not the myth, but the, the kind of mystery behind the tortured artist or the need for an art artist to, to live this tortured existence is not mm-hmm. prevalent anymore. And it doesn't resonate, um, you know, with quite as many people. So, you know, if you're in hardest, create good routines, make sure that you're healthy and, and thinking clearly, focus on your art, um, mm-hmm. surround yourself with really good people, mm-hmm. um, because that's how you'll, that's how you'll grow.
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important to also just kind of stick with because, um, Yeah, we live in a time where things can get really like, you know, jumbled and you can get really distracted really easy. And I think, you know, just having that healthy lifestyle and that background of just like, you know, you know what you're doing every single day. Um, I'm someone who loves to write everything down personally. Like I need to write every single thing down that I'm going to do it during the day. Otherwise I will not do it. So um, that's just like my mode. But I think everyone finding their method of like, you know, how they're going to stay focused and stuff is really important, especially in LA because it's so easy to just like
1: get distracted yeah. and fall into yeah. the
0: flow of things. And there it goes like a whole year that yeah. like, you didn't do anything, you know, so. hundred percent, yeah. There's yeah. yeah. <laughs> a
1: chaotic, chaotic energy to LA without that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome. And then uh, lastly, just a fun question that we've been asking everyone, but I get two answers now, which is really cool. Um, I wanted to hear what your guys' favorite song is. <laughs>
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh that's that is a tough one Um, i'm gonna opt for you to go first corey so i can get a
2: couple more seconds to think (laughs) (laughs) you know um i'm a so like i love so much like different i love a lot of different genres of music but i Mm -hmm. think that jazz jazz is my favorite and that alone i'll say blue blue and green by miles davis i think is like the the ultimate vibe it's it just it kind of gets me gets me thinking and um you know, I think it's just like a com- it's like a comfort food to listen to that.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I've uh, I've been listening to a lot of um, some of the stuff I loved in college, which is like Arctic Monkeys and, and some Chili Peps mm-hmm. recently. But I want to give a shout out. I'll say my favorite song right now is uh, by an artist from Cory and I's hometown or mm-hmm. our hometown of Naples, Florida. Um, his name is Yeek, and Yeek is mm-hmm. uh, he lives out here in Los Angeles now. Um, but check out his discography. Hit him up on, on Spotify. Because awesome. Yeek, Y-E-E-K, makes awesome music. Very yeah. cool. Surf LA vibes
0: oh that's awesome perfect cool yeah at the end of all of this i want to do like a huge playlist with everybody's music and
1: <laughs> release it i think yeah. that's so cool yeah
0: <laughs> so awesome well thank you guys so much for sharing i really appreciate it it's been so fun having both of you and um i'm glad because you guys are my first double uh double the troubles you guys did that so <laughs> thank you so much i appreciate it it's been so much fun i'm really glad that kyle let me know that you guys wanted to kind of do this together and it's been it's been awesome yeah. so thank you guys so much and um, i'm so excited to kind of send everybody your way and check out your stuff and um can you guys both give me um or i guess the listeners um some sort of contact information just in case they guys want to re- they want to reach out to you guys <laughs>
1: Totally, yeah, and actually, this is a good clarifying point too because uh, so Corey and I have created, uh, and Conrad have created this business, and our mm-hmm. moniker uh, so far has been Ochi Park, O C C I P A R K. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to shoot us a DM if you want to hear about some of the story in the background behind the name. But we are actually mm-hmm. creating, just created our design moniker, windmills. Um, mm-hmm. So windmills on Instagram, Ooh. just like it's spelled, no underscores or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and for other creatives out there, especially in Los Angeles, we're we're turning Ochi Park into a, a curated marketplace or a designer-led yeah. marketplace.
0: Oh, amazing. Um,
1: and we're putting out our pieces under windmills. So mm-hmm. it will be a lot of independent local designers from Los Angeles that we're starting out with. And uh, yeah, shoot us a DM. We'd love that's to awesome. hear from all of you.
0: That's awesome. What does Ochi Park mean? <laughs> you said there's a story yeah. I want to know it. <laughs> uh, that's, I
2: lo- 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 love, love the question. Yeah, I think that um, I, uh, I, I'll let Kyle take most of this because it, it roots from an experience that that he had, um, you know, he had in the Netherlands actually. But um, Kyle, yeah, you give the give the
1: uh, give the spiel. Yeah, so I, I lived in the Netherlands for uh, just over a year, and in it was in Amsterdam. I lived in Tilburg, but there was this oh, club awesome. that I always used to pass, and it, it was this really old, like wooden church, and the name on it. It had this crazy. Um, wooden sign out front, massive, like ten feet, with all these cool colors, um, uh-huh. and the, the name was Ochi O C C I I, so it had an mm-hmm. extra I. Different phonetics in Dutch as well, mm-hmm. but the the core of the club and what they stood for was like independent music and giving these up and coming artists uh, a platform. So it almost kind mm-hmm. of translated into That's a lot awesome. of what we ended up doing. Um, and yeah, Park. We were, I was in Vondel Park at the time that um, you know the idea kind of came to it, and it was mm-hmm. it was a combination of dropping the I and phonetically changing it to Ochi and uh, adding the parks to Ochi Park. Awesome, yeah.
0: cool. Awesome, a little last minute story. That's so cool, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys again so much and I, everybody watching, make sure you reach out to them and check out their stuff. Um, it's been so much fun talking with them and um, I hope they give you some advice on kind of how to navigate and collaborate with other people because I think that's so important and I'm so glad that we had two <laughs> today um, to kind of lead the way on how to do that. So thank you guys so much um, and make sure, um, for anyone watching, um, to ca- we release new episodes of deconstructing the narrative every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ten a.m. And if you text a black heart emoji to three one zero. Three eight you'll actually get a notification every time the new episode goes live so I would do that because we have so many amazing people we've been speaking with and it's been so fun um, and if you are an artist or if you have any artist friends who you think would be great to interview please send them my way you too as well if you guys have any friends who you think would be great for this I would appreciate that so much um, it's been just so much fun co- uncovering everybody's stories and um, I'm really glad that we're giving you guys a platform to kind of discuss your background and stuff because I feel like you know, with social media, a lot of the times, all of that gets lost in translation. So I just think think it's really great that you guys are able to do that. So thank you guys again for joining me. And thank you, everybody, for watching. And I look forward to doing the next episode. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Erica. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.